welcome to another episode of Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I am your host, Kim, and I'm so excited that you decided to tune in and listen. If this is your very first time, welcome. If you are a part of the community and you listen each and every episode, welcome back. I really appreciate each and every one of you. If you missed out on last week's episode, I got a chance to sit down and talk with Desiree about her journey in grad school as a single mom. So if you're thinking about going back to graduate school and you're wondering what it's like or if it's possible, definitely go and check out that episode. I know I've been thinking about it for a while. So I was like, well, let me talk to another single mom who's actually doing the same thing. I feel like other moms may have some of the same questions that I have. So I really hope that you guys will do that. This week, I got the opportunity to sit down and talk to Dr. Michelle Vaughn about equipping single moms to be positive role models. Now, I know as single moms, we typically have a bad reputation. Like, I don't know why negativity is just associated with single moms, but Dr. MV is a great example of how she went from being a teen mom to now equipping moms to live their best lives and own houses and seek degrees and it's just amazing um, the work that she is doing so if you're interested to see how she's able to do that and how she went from being a teen mom to an associate dean and now she has her nonprofit and doing that great work stay tuned before we get into the episode I just wanted to take some time and make sure that you guys know to click that subscribe button so you never miss an episode and if you have been learning from these episodes and you haven't taken the time to leave a review please do that I would really appreciate it and lastly if you have not shared the podcast with another mom friend or just a friend in general or a family member please do that you can always share via the link you can send that out in your phone or you can screenshot and share on insta stories i'd greatly appreciate that as well so without further ado let's get into the conversation Hi, Dr. MV. Welcome to Experiencing Motherhood Single and Black. I'm so excited that you are here and we have a little time to sit down and chat and talk about equipping single mothers to become positive role models. How are you today? I am absolutely wonderful. This is a beautiful Saturday. I'm blessed. I'm I'm excited. Awesome. You You are welcome. And just to let the listeners know, tell them what you're doing right now. (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh, Literally at this very moment? Yes, at this very moment. So they understand what it takes for us to record this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, literally at this very moment, I am driving down the highway on my way to a meeting that I need to be at at 11 a.m., Central Standard Time, but I'm making it happen. It's called yes. multitasking. You make it happen. 
<laughs> yes, and I appreciate that. So um, let's get into it. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of what you do. Okay, well, just a little bit in short. Um, I am a former pregnant teen uh, college dropout, um, and I say that because that's the reality of my past. Uh, I, w- I went to college on a full-track scholarship, and at 19, I became pregnant. And, um, you know, I always tell the young ladies whenever I speak to them, I use a condom, and uh, I still became pregnant. And so, you know, at the end of the day, the only way you can uh, avoid pregnancy that's not planned is to just wait until you get married, keep your legs closed. <laughs> but that wasn't my story. But I believe, listen, I believe God has a purpose and a plan, right? So I always tell my oldest son um, who I had, and I'm, I'm blessed to, to be his mother, that God intervened my life with him. And um, even though I dropped out of college and lost my full track scholarship, uh, my, my, my new purpose and mission, it began to unfold when I gave birth to my son. And so, uh, long story short, um, dropped out of college at 19, got married at 20, uh, didn't know what we were doing. I do the dishes, you do the laundry. That's what I do meant to us. We had no idea of covenant marriage. And so we were married for four years, had two sons. And at 24, I found myself divorced, uh, sleeping on my mother's uh, living room floor. I didn't have a job. I was unemployed, and I didn't know what my purpose was. And so I had a conversation with God at 24, raising two sons, minority black sons, that society expected me to raise with integrity. And I said, what am I going to do now? And I heard so clearly, go back to school. And I didn't really know what the mission was behind a formal education, but I knew the voice that I heard. And so I made a decision that, you know what, I'm going to go back to school. And I pursued my education like I pursued the finish line when I ran track. I didn't stop yeah. until I received my PhD. Listen, I was earning $7.50 an hour for three years, making $500 a month, $6,000 a year, and going to school at night. And every time I slept on that air mattress and I ended up on the floor in the morning because it had a hole in it, it my hard time reminded me that I didn't want to stay here. It reminded me that I couldn't stay here. It was my hard moments. My rock bottom became my new foundation. And so every time I would come home at night and I was crying with tears in my eyes because I was taking a hard math class, I knew I had to pass it. Because I didn't, if I didn't pass it, my sons and I were going to live in poverty, and that was not going to be my story. I did not want to be a statistic. I was going to be an overcomer. And so um, long story short, my ex-husband, uh, you know, he went to pursue his life, and um, it landed him 25 years in prison. Oh, and so wow. I knew that, um, yeah, I knew that my sons would never see their dad again until they were in their late 20s. And so I had no other option. I had no other option but to pursue my education. I changed some behaviors. Um, I stopped going out. I just made decisions that would lead me towards uh, the finish line of my purpose. And um, I just believe that whatever your pain is, it begins to fuel you in the direction of what God has called you to do. And so today, um, I have my PhD. I've authored four books. I'm a traveling speaker and coach for single mothers. I launched a nonprofit in 2014 in Illinois. It's called the Teen and Single Mothers Resource Center. Um, when God gave me that vision, I was an associate dean at the community college. And I said, well, how can I work this nonprofit if I'm a, if I'm a dean? I can't do it. He said, don't worry. Next year, I'm going to lay you off. <laughs> and that's what happened. Wow. He laid me off. And... Um, when I got laid off, I bought a $35 sign. I didn't have a building, but I believe in walking in faith. And I, I spoke to that sign, and I said, one day you're going to be on a building. As soon as I spoke to it, 
I went out in my community and I began to meet with various school principals and organizations to ask them, how could I serve your single, your single parent student population? And I met with the president of a college. She said, where's your building? I said, I don't have one. I'm mobile. <laughs> and she said, you know what? Listen, I walked in there with a folder. And when I walked out, she said, I believe we're supposed to partner. I walked out with the master key to the school building. We've been in there for four years with no, no money, no anything. Just been helping single mothers go back to school, coaching them for free, helping them buy their first time home helping their education, raising educational tuition funding for them. This is what God called me to do, and I can't see myself doing anything but to inspire single mothers all over. So in short, that's what I can say. <laughs> wow, that is an amazing story. Oh, my gosh. So you <laughs> have been through a lot. So I know yeah. that you are going to bless some people today. So tell me a <laughs> Tell me a little bit more about your nonprofit and what actually inspired you. And I know you said your pain leads to your purpose, but kind of talk about that. Yeah. Well, you know what? It dates back to when I used to work. Okay, so it dates back to really because see this the power of speaking is very powerful. It, it can it can shape your life in a negative direction or positive direction. Your words are, are like the architect to your the building in your life, right? And so also too, I'm I'm a I'm a writer, so I love to journal and um I recall when I was in a very uh poor place, I was going to school but yet I was earning a seven fifty an hour and I recall working at a fitness center, I would stand behind that desk and I would write down where I saw myself, I'm going to get my bachelor's degree, you know, my master's, my, my PhD, and I'm going to open a nonprofit. And then I would ball the piece of paper up and say, nah, I, what am I, who am I fooling? I can't, I can't think on that level. I'm right here just trying to pass basic geometry. <laughs> but it was, it was all the way back then that God had put that in my spirit. It's like he gave me a, 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 just a preview of my future, right? But he didn't tell me the process. He didn't give me he didn't give me the details of the process I would have to go through in order to just get here. <laughs> and so I, I just believe that, you know, he gives us previews of our future, but he doesn't want to scare us because he doesn't want us to abandon the purpose early on because we are putting faith in ourselves versus him. And so basically in twenty fourteen when I was laid off um from my dean job, um, I already knew in my heart that this was my opportunity to just fully move forward by faith and launch a nonprofit, something I've never done before. But I believe that every t there's no experience wasted. So whatever job you have, God's going to use those gifts, skills, and talents that you were able to glean in that position so he can transfer it over into what he's really called you to do. And so by me being a dean and learning how to develop curriculum and, and overseeing faculty members and developing partnerships and all these different things, it just transferred over into the nonprofit. So me as a CEO, you know, that's just a title, but I've been doing the work for a long time. And so now our nonprofit, all of our services are free um, to schools and nonprofits who also serve single parents. We don't compete for populations. We come in and we complement and we leverage resources with existing organizations. So we provide free coaching uh, to single mothers in need of because everyone needs a coach, in my opinion, whether if you're a single mother or not. You need somebody who's going to come in your life and blow the whistle and say, hey, let me hold you accountable to fulfilling this, this goal in your life that you have set and established. That's what coaching does. 
because um, my master's degree is in counseling. My, my bachelor's is in psychology. Um, I'm not a counselor. I didn't really want to get into counseling because it's really deep. You get into the roots of, of people issues. Coaching is more um, goal-oriented, accountability, and date-driven. So that's what we do. I also have a board of directors. They are bad. I mean, my board of directors, listen, <laughs> these are, these are, <laughs> they are because it was important to me that as I built the nonprofit, that I had leaders around the table who understood the plight of single parenting. Right. Not just, you know, you sitting around a table just to say you're a part of this. No, I need you to feel the pain mm -hmm. of what these mothers, of this population we're serving so you can see it. To, you know what I mean? And so I have board of directors who, um, former single mothers, their attorneys, uh, their coaches, they are faculty members, they are state attorneys, like they are awesome. Um, they're presidents of mortgage corporations. And so um, most recently, we've only been up for four years. We just recently um, helped one single mother with six kids. She didn't have a GED. She came to us and said, listen, I want to buy a home. She was a receptionist at the time. Her mother um, had just passed. And she didn't know what to do. So she enrolled in coaching. We was helping her get her GED and also to purchase a home. Long story short, she has a five-bedroom home with a pool in the back. She got a job promotion. She oh went from being the receptionist to running, listen, running the entire dental office. Now, yes. I refer single yes. mothers to her. She hires them. Oh, come on now. I'm about to yes. make a left turn. Listen, listen. Come on now. It's about, listen, passing the baton. You feel what I'm saying? So we are helping mothers get their lives in their spirit first, in their minds, and then naturally. Because what you internalize, it manifests in the, in, in the natural yes. world. Yes. So I wrote a book about um, a suggested blueprint for single mother parenting. So I'm giving eight tips of parenting. And the first tip is, is about deconstructing, the, the mother deconstructing her mindset. So basically, I'm challenging moms to review how you were parented, you know, review who, because no parenting is perfect, right? But you can deconstruct like a house, you deconstruct it, and you, you tear it down to rebuild it back up. Now you can say, how, what kind of mother do I want to be? What type of blueprint? Do I want to uh, portray so the next generation behind me can emulate? You know, you understand what I'm saying? So, yes. ooh, it's so much. I mean, okay, so what? I'm, I'm kind of lost. I'm, I'm parking. <laughs> what did you ask me? <laughs> so the nonprofit is all about. <laughs> yeah, but you, you did that pretty well. Okay, <laughs> I'm sorry. So you're fine. you're fine. So um, let's see. I just wanted to ask, like, as a former associate dean and recruiter, what were some of the major issues that you saw with the students? Like, maybe, I don't know, well, if they actually mm -hmm. told you that they were a single mom, or were you able to kind mm -hmm. of figure that out? Did they actually share that with the professors? Like, what do you think about that? Okay, so let me, I can only talk about my experience right so so I work with an adult learning population when I was an associate dean for community education and the, the population that we serve we, we consider them the hardest to reach but the most in need why do we say that because this is a population of adults 
who did not have a basic education. So they lacked mm. the GED. They lacked the high school diploma. Okay. Yet and still, there. And so I went into the. I went into our local uh, jails here. We served the, the inmates that received receiving their GED. We was we uh, work work with uh, mothers who didn't know how to speak English, and so we were literally helping adult parents get their basic education and they had kids in high school they had kids in, in in elementary school and can you imagine their children coming home and not being able to receive homework help from mom or dad because they were illiterate mm, yes and so that's a huge problem so you know when we so my outlook on education is very different because while we look at, you know, it's easy for the schools to say, well, it's the parent's job. But if the school really dissects the parent, you know, there are a lot of single parents and even just whole families where basic education was not attained. And so, and so when you look at the literacy levels, uh, like, for example, when we served our, uh, our student population when I was a dean, you had uh, mothers who were in their 40s and 50s, and when we gave them a pre-literacy exam, they had fourth and fifth grade reading levels. Oh, my God. So they were ashamed to say this out loud. But at the end of the day, they're trying to go to the parents, the parent-teacher conference meetings. But how do you tell the parent, uh, the, the teacher, you know, I know my son or my daughter's acting up, but I, I read at a fourth grade level, right? So, so that's who I was serving. That's who I was, I was equipping. And so now that just transferred over into my nonprofit. I don't receive any salary for this. My, my, my payoff is, Lord, I want victory for every mother who walks through this door, right? So, so I'm passionate about it because I understand the shame and the pain behind, you know, the, not being able to say I, I have accomplished this, you know. So, you know, when they when they connect with me, they get all of me. I mean, I'm I'm all into it. <laughs> wow, that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah. So, what actually um, inspired you to like help them become first-time homeowners? Like, they don't really have much of an okay. education. Um, you inspire them to get their mm-hmm. degree and then move forward into purchasing a home because, you know, it takes a lot. Like, it's not even just the um, having the education, but actually knowing what it takes to own that home, like getting your credit in order, you know, planning and all of that. Like, what was that major yeah. light bulb moment that said, I need to help th- these moms become homeowners? Yeah, so, you know, pretty much, um, I'm just going to say this. All of all of the services pretty much it 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 points back to what I didn't have, right? What I didn't have when I got my divorce. Okay, so when I tell you that I was sleeping on an air mattress and I would wake up on a hard floor, and that was my rock bottom, becoming my new beginning. Um, that reminds me and how God took me from that air mattress to buying my first home at the age of thirty with my two sons. And, and I was sitting on my seat, though, because it wouldn't click. <laughs> and I just, I was so happy, though. I, listen, I was very, I just got my new job at the community college. I was a recruiter. I was excited. Um, and, and three months in that position, I knew that I wanted a home. I said, but God, how am I going to get a home? I don't have a, a lot of money. I don't know what I'm doing. No, no one in my family can give me the blueprint, right? And I just believe in walking by faith. I believe in God sending people in your life that will connect you and help you connect the dots. And so long story short, in 2006, I met with a real estate agent and um, 
and I, I met with the guy at my, my former church back then, and he was a, a real estate broker, and he got me pre-approved, and I, I knew nothing about that. I just knew that what I wanted, and so when I walked into my former home that uh, God had blessed my sons and I with, I knew that that was my property. And she said, well, let's go back and sign papers. And I said, well, let's do it then. I didn't know what I was talking about. And so we, <laughs> we went to her, her 21st century and, and we signed all these papers. And next thing you know, uh, that night, she said, they, they, they accepted your offer. I said, really? She said, yes, you're a homeowner. I said, really? Oh, my God. What did I just do? So long story short, 45 days later, my sons and I, we packed up all of our clothes. We only had garbage bags. We didn't have any suitcases. We, we was happy. We packed it up, moved into our new home by faith. I'm trying to tell you, God is so good. He will honor your, your faith in him. We moved into that home by faith. And then a year later, I got promoted to be the youngest associate dean that the college has ever hired. And I, got, I had a $40,000 increase. I mean, my life just shifted quickly it was a FedEx moment and I was also enrolling my doctoral program at that time and so from there I just knew for 12 years God kept us at that home and most recently two months ago I just sold my property to a single mother of four and um, I tell you I, I'm a woman of faith and before I even put my home on the market I said Lord I want a single mother to be able to have this home within 24 hours of my home being on the market, it was under contract with a single mother of four. And I handed over the keys about two months ago. Wow, that and I've downsized wow. and I'm, yeah. <laughs> and so my, my goal with the nonprofit, um, we helped since in 2016. So we helped a single mom of six by a five bedroom home with a pool in the back, no money down. We partnered with um, Diamond Residential Mortgage Corporation. They help our mothers get their credit in order. Um, everything is, is through partnerships. And then, Last year, we helped a single mother of two buy a three-bedroom home, and currently, right now, as I'm talking to you, I'm helping a single mother of four purchase a four-bedroom home, uh, hopefully close by June. So, it's just all about helping them realize they don't—you don't have to be a renter for the rest of your life. You can own something that—that that levels up your self-esteem, your confidence. It also gives you, to me, uh, a, a certain level of 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 standards as it pertains to your who you go what kind of man you're gonna allow in your life you know yes. if he knocks on your door at midnight you don't let him in listen what do you have to bring to the table sir exactly <laughs> you better come through don't just listen come on now okay let me stop okay <laughs> you're fine so I know you have to wrap it up shortly but one more thing I want to ask you is um, how do you think that moms can begin to become positive role models, not just for themselves, not just for their kids, but for other moms as well? Yeah, I, I just think it boils down to what you feel about and how you view yourself first, period. You can't project out until you reflect in. You understand what I'm saying? Mm, so mothers have to realize that it, 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 it goes back to my first book that I published. It's called, If You Can Birth a Baby, You Can Birth Your Dream. So what I'm saying is that in nine months, God is allowing you to carry a baby that you have not seen, but yet you know you're carrying it. It's feeding. Uh, it, it's growing based on what you're feeding it. And so toward the end of that nine months, you are charged to push this baby out whether you want to or not. Whether if you're in Walmart in aisle five, when that baby decides to come, it's coming. So 
I, I say the same thing is equivalent to your purpose. Mothers has to realize that we are carriers by nature. And so if we can carry a baby for nine months, you can carry your purpose and your dreams that you haven't seen manifest in the natural into the full manifestation picture of it. So they have to realize that they're more than just mothers. They they are, they're, listen, they're blueprints. They're walking role models. They are, listen, they can speak life to the next generation and, and see it happen. And they have to hold their heads up high, even if you have a quarter in your purse. It doesn't matter. Don't nobody know? It's how you carry yourself. Listen, when I was broke and, and I was working at that fitness center, I, I didn't have any ins health insurance for my son. So I went to the public aid office and I told the caseworker, I don't want your public aid. I don't want your money. I just want the insurance card because I'm in school and one day I'm going to be successful. She said, I never had anybody to deny the public aid. I said, I don't want to depend on it. I, I need to feel my heart place because that's what fuels me. Now, everybody's different. Yes. But what mothers have to understand is that while there, there is, there's emergencies in life, and we do have emergency assistance from my nonprofit, but your life should not be a 12-month a, a emergency. Right. So you have to make decisions. You have to make decisions. And so when they realize that they are more than just mothers, that they are purpose-driven individuals, they have something to add value into this world. They begin to see themselves in, in the mirror differently. And you got to speak what you seek. So I just encourage mothers to, to go beyond the title of being a mother. But what is your purpose? And live it out loud. And, and it matters not if people applaud or not. Are you applauding for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, it, it's, it's beyond motherhood. It's, it's purpose-driven. And they have a lot to add. And, um, yeah, so I'm about to fly through this. Listen, this window shield. <laughs> I'm getting so <laughs> So you're talking about something that gets me amped up, so. <laughs> yes, I love it. So really quick, um, before you go, talk about your books. I know you mentioned one, like if you can birth the baby, you can dream, and then your other one, because I'm going to have to go on yeah. and buy those today, actually. I'm going to have to. Yeah. Um, okay. So the first book, uh, is uh, it, was, it was published um, by Outskirts Press. It's called If You Can Birth the Baby, You Can Birth Your Dreams. That is a book that I'm, t I'm telling the, uh, the readers about my experience as a young, young pregnant teen, um, married mom, um, nine months of going through pregnancy and equating that with nine months of having a coach and a mentor in your life. And, and it's, really, it's a really good book. Um, so that's the first book. The second one that I published um, was in 2016, um, a suggested blueprint for single mother parenting. So I'm giving eight tips of parenting. I'm talking about, you know, communication, bypassing toxic relationships to safeguard your child, just all sorts of tips that pretty much, it's not the Bible, but it's just my, my view on it. <laughs> you know, you can, you can chew the meat and spit out the bones. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, and I'm also... Um, I published a book this year called uh, Dare to Believe, and this book is for any high school student, CEO, any entrepreneur, anybody with a vision, but you don't know how to bring it to pass, and you're worried about provision. I'm teaching you how to walk it out. I'm teaching you how to go from a chicken mentality to an eagle mentality. I'm teaching you how to go from nothing in your hands to something in your hands, and so that book is really powerful. Listen, that book is powerful so that's there to believe and all my books can be purchased on my website drmichellevon.com and also amazon so um 
so yeah, uh, I think I forgot a book. Did I forget a book? Because I have a, <laughs> I, but you have to, you have to go to website. I don't know. You have to go on the website and see, but it's just something in writing to, to, to leave people with that they can refer back to because it's hard to retain all of the verbal information, right? So Absolutely. it's just my little blueprint on a planet. That's it. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely going to link your website in the show notes so that the listeners will be able to click it and be connected to your website and then be able to purchase your books. Now tell everybody where they can actually find you on social media. Well, on Instagram, you can find me at Dr. MV Speak. So that's D-R-M-V Speak. And also on Facebook, um, you can find my public page at channel um and my private page is dr nv ceo so um those are my three social media sites uh that you can find me uh and just my website in general I, i'm also a speaker and and a trainer so i do a lot of i'm putting together right now um a group e coaching for single mothers it will be free uh for single mothers who uh, sign up for this coaching session that i'm putting together and um, I'm starting my YouTube channel that will be uh, directed towards single mothers and giving them some weekly tips. So I'm pretty awesome. excited about it. I'm, I'm so amazing. excited that we connected. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, you'll have to keep me updated on the YouTube channel and the coaching because I definitely want to be a part of that because I feel like, you know, as an older single mom, you have so much knowledge to offer us um, like 20-something year old. You know, I'm, I'm um, so old. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You're just seasoned. <laughs> from older women you know I feel like you guys have so much wisdom to offer us um just you know like you said passing the torch you know you you have done it and now you're passing the torch to us so that we can um, be that change as well so thank you again for reaching out and then taking out the time to actually talk with me I hope you enjoy the rest of your day yes thank you this is wonderful I mean I'm just (laughs) I feel like we're just don't don't leave me okay we have to go though all right I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode as much as I did recording it Dr. Envy is amazing her spirit is just phenomenal she has a heart for single moms and making sure that they are where they need to be so if you found this episode helpful and you feel like you're able to take one step further to become a positive role model uh, for not only for yourself but you know for your children as well please be sure to share this with another mom or family member just anyone that you feel may benefit from this episode and if you're in the Chicago area please look up Dr. Envy she would be more than happy to help you okay Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a review, and rate the podcast. You can connect with me on Instagram at Single Black Motherhood. We're also over on Facebook at Single Black Motherhood. And then also check out the website. I have some great tips on there. And until next week, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you. Bye.